welcome back to the Eurotrip Football Podcast. It's time for another team season preview, and this time it's a turn of West Ham United. Now with us, we've got a returning guest who came on way, way back after the World Cup finished, but his time at Qatar in the World Cup. Back with us today is Gold Global's Yarns. How are you, mate? Oh, mate, I'm doing all right. I'm having a good time. I'm still up to loads of football nonsense, living life, regular nonsense as well. Just, uh, yeah, some good nonsense. How are you? Yeah, good, mate. Good. Um, yeah, just, just been to Scandinavia, which is amazing. Went to um, a game in Stockholm, uh, Hammerby against Norcopping. Um, yeah, just been enjoying my time abroad. Recently went to a festival in Spain um, for about four or five days. Got extremely sunburned, but um, now I'm back in the UK. Now I'm back to reality. <laughs> back to 50, man. Come on. I, I even wore that and I still got sunburned. That's how bad I am in the sun. I think it's my... <laughs> Very faint Scottish sheen to just come come back to bite me in the sun, but it, <laughs> it was like a Spanish heat wave, and like there was never any shade at all. It was like it was a good festival. I've been there loads of times, but there was no like shade at all. So you were just roasting all the time, even at night. Yeah, them tan Spaniards. Yeah, yeah, making a fool out of me. They look so so it looks so easy for them, and then I go out in the sun, and I, I look like a squashy half the time. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, we are here to talk all things West Ham United now. Of course, we touched on it a little bit when he came on all those months ago, but of course, since we last spoke, West Ham went on to win the Conference League. And you, of course, as you'll see from the graphic in this podcast, those who are listening on Spotify, that you were there with the team in the finals. So, just how was that experience, and how was being there in amongst the players, holding the trophy, and just being around for what is one of West Ham's most famous ever days? Yeah, just iconic, really. Just another day. Wow. Unbelievable, man! <laughs> it was uh, it's, it was it was just a mad season. Yeah, I was with the team. I was the presenter for the channels. I fly out with the social media team and like had some really good relationship with the staff guys there. Oh wow, what a squad! What a squad of like backroom staff at West Ham they are, and everything involved the social media producers Sam Burke and Dan McGuinness, the two, the two uh, Irish and Northern Irish boys. Um, brilliant and. Everything with a team. Nah, you know how that goes. We just won the big bastard Europa Conference League. Jared Bowen shagging Danny Dyer. We're having the right time. Wow. I could not believe it. I can't, I, st- I still can't believe it. And, you know, I'm thankful that, you know, the moment didn't get too much for me. You know, everything went smoothly. Had a blast in the change rooms and all that after with the boys. Comfy with the change rooms. Good. Now, I realise that some stories you may not be able to on camera tell us some of the stories you've got, but what's sort of there like one story that maybe stands out behind the scenes when you were celebrating with the team? Any sort of particular moments that you remember fondly? Um, don't know, man. Like, just like, like just Paqueta going off on one, like Zuma going off on one. Suchek, one of the stiffest dons, stiffest, stiffest dons <laughs> on earth, just going after it, dancing in the changing rooms. Um, I remember holding the trophy up to my, I was pissing about. They gave me the trophy to my hands, yeah. I was taking a piss. I put it to my ear and I'm like, yo, yo, what? What is that? What? European? What? Sorry, I can't hear you. I'm in the changing room with the boys. I've got like Declan Rice, Mark Lobel, everyone there, just creasing, taking a piss. Very good. You mentioned Suchek being stiff. Who was the best dancer on that night? It's Paqueta, bro. Paqueta, just, yeah. The answer's Paqueta. 
yeah, I mean that's with with his Brazilian um background, that's no surprise to me whatsoever. Like he's a he's a good little mover. <laughs> he's absolutely brilliant, man. And yeah, and that's that whole squad. And there's just a lot of context to everything that happened. There's so much context beyond what people realise. As is with every club, you know, you only really know about your own club. Um, it's just a long time since we won a trophy. It was a hard old season. We're losing deck. We haven't won in ages, and we haven't won in ages. So it just felt good. I bet. I bet. I mean, you mentioned Decker Rice there. One of the one of the, the real the real main out for you guys. I mean, in terms of ins, only one guy's come in. That's a winger from Ireland from Christenville, Sean Moore. But the main out. Uh, Skamaka, who's joined Atalanta after just one season, I believe of £20 million. And then obviously the big one, you mentioned it. And of course, he's on the picture on his graphic. Um, Declan Rice goes to Arsenal for £105 million. Uh, I believe it's the fee, record fee for a British player. Um, so in terms of that, you haven't really, from looking at there, replaced him. You lost obviously Lanzini and Masuaku as well, but you haven't really replaced Rice yet. Just... How big is that going to be in terms of going into the season with, without such a big figure, both on and off the pitch, in Declan Rice? Yeah, well, I mean, it's all right. Edson Alvarez is flying to London. We're going to sign him. He's 40 mil from Ajax. And he has a similar profile to Rice, obviously not quite the same player in terms of level, but Edson Alvarez, Mexican international, um, a warrior at Ajax, from what we understand. And so we kind of just got to wait and see. He's playing in the Eredivisie, so who knows. Um, but with Rice, you know, yeah, we we love having Deck. Like, you know, it's time for him to go fly the nest. I think that's how a lot of people felt. Obviously, West Ham wanted to keep him because that only just makes business sense. Um, but, damn, no. I want to see him in the Champions League. There is no two ways about it. I want to see that boy on the biggest stages, and and that just ain't gonna happen with us. What like? Why is that wild to say it ain't like right now? Being realistic, it's not the case. Things might change. Happy if they do, but why? Why would I? You know, West Ham don't play in the Champions League, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think at this kind of stage. Fans have to be realistic, and I think that's why I had a little bit of a problem with the Villa fans when they were so anti-Greedish leaving, when, to be fair, look what he's done since, and really, you can't blame him for leaving. And same as Graham Potter, he mentioned it in the Brighton episode, but you can't really blame him for going on to greener pastures, albeit it didn't work out at Chelsea. But at the end of the day, like, West Ham may have got the Champions League, but it would have been just, just one season if they'd won the Europa League this year, and that, again, is quite a um unlikely thing to happen. So I, I think for your career, when you got really five, ten years at most at your peak. And, you know, you've only got, at best, a 15-year career. So you've got to make the most. At the end of the day, he's won a trophy with West Ham. He's got that in on his CV now, which he'll always have. And he's, you know, he's, he's not, he's not, he's a Chelsea fan. It's not like he's a West Ham fan as a kid either. So I think for his career, I think he'll look back a lot fondly because he's gone to Arsenal, because he's got a chance to win Premier League, potential Champions League, whereas West Ham... If you stay there for the next 10 years, it probably would be just one trophy and that's it, that one you had last year. So, yeah, I don't blame him at all. Um, in terms of, obviously, Mark Noble's left. He was the captain for a long time. Declan Rice has left as well. So, I've not really seen any updates since about who the new captain is. I mean, I could be wrong. I've just not found it. But who would your, be your ideal, ideal captain choice be? Bro, you know, I'll be real. The, the answer is Nayef Agerd. Okay. And 
I think it's actually going to be Kress or Suchek. But I don't really want Suchek playing a lot of 90s, to be quite honest with you. So it's a bit of a sticky one. And I'm sure David Moyes feels that too, which is why it wasn't so clear-cut and announced. Man United cut Maguire. Boom. Everyone knows it's Bruno. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah I don't know, mate. It's really interesting because obviously these um, Cresswell will be the obvious choice, but would you want a captain that's not playing every week? And obviously that's the state he's in now, the fact that he isn't really there playing week in, week out. So I think he's the obvious choice from from his long from longevity point of view. But you ha- your captain has to play. It, it's good having like, you know, you've got first team captains, you've got club captains, but I think moving forward, you have to find a captain that's going to play every week because I, I just don't think it ever really works out when you've got a captain who doesn't play. Uh, I don't know what your thoughts are on that. I completely agree. It stinks. It just stinks, obviously. Um, Captain's got to be one of the best players on the team. So, yeah, again, the answer is Nayef Agurd. He's very well-liked around the squad. Speaks English, Spanish, good bit of Arabic. Wow, what a man. Everyone loves him. So, him. And that's insight. And then going on to, um, of course, the current season coming up ahead, I want to ask you about the league situation because, obviously, last year we saw your, your side... Struggle in the league for a lot is, I think that could be an issue for Moyes going into this season. You finished 14th in the league, but obviously it got glossed over with winning the Conference League. Now, does that worry you going into this season, the fact that you've had such big outgoings, no real incomings, and also the fact that you can have once again European football, which means extra games like it was last season. Does that worry you at all in terms of the league position that the team could struggle again with really what looks even more so now, a lack of real um, squad depth? Perhaps, but all I will say is that we've got some incredible players alongside some pony ones. But the likes of Paqueta, Bowen, Zuma and Aged, and the two keepers in terms of a core, I'm happy with. Then you've got players that can play like Danny Ings. You've got midfielders in Edson Alvarez, who you'd hope would be quite good. Flynn Downs and Suchek can obviously do a job. And Suchek has obviously got Premier League experience. Um, I'm not overly worried, and I think we will be like we'll be buying. I wouldn't be surprised if we sign Scott, uh, Scott McTominay and Harry Maguire. Um, I think they do very well at West Ham. Clearly, people talk about football, but they only support big six clubs. They're idiots. I think you're right because Alan forgets just how good Maguire was for Leicester, and that's the main reason why he had that big move to Man U in the first place. But Tomalea has shown for Scotland when there's less pressure on him, unlike Man U, that he can perform and score goals. And I think getting them to win, I think is good for West Ham. And I think that Maguire especially, I think Tomalea as well, I think they both do quite well because if you watch them for England and Scotland respectively, they're both amazing. Now, I know Maguire looks better in the back three, but yeah, they had a back four nest and did well. And, and Tomalea shown for Scotland, he can do it. Like, so I think that, a lot of times the burden of the price tag and the the, the club of Man U can get to players and Maguire was a real victim of his transfer fee, which really he had no control over. So I think putting to West Ham where there is less pressure, uh, with all, all due respect, I, I do think that that could see Maguire get back to his Leicester levels. And McTominay, I think we could see a much improved and much more um, goal-scoring midfielder that we, we saw in Scotland. So yeah, I think there's definitely, if those, you can get this two foot through the front door, I, I think that there's um, potential there. Uh, we will move on to the final segment now because I realise you are short of time. Um, finally, we're going to ask you for your prediction. Now, you are our 
it's our 11th team and you are our 10th fan to give their prediction in terms of table. So I'm intrigued where you're going to rank amongst the others. So for you, uh, Jans, where is West Ham finishing league position uh, this season? 11th. 11th, okay. So that means that you are our seventh most optimistic fan. Uh, only our Brighton, Villa, Newcastle Spurs and both, both Manchester clubs having fans more optimistic than you right now. So I think 11th place... I think that's first of all. Of course they are. Have you seen their <laughs> transfer budgets? <laughs> yeah, no, it's... Um, I was probably City fan one second. I thought we'd be a guaranteed first spot. I mean, you know the, the Man U fan, you know quite well, actually. It, it was Tony Afoke that came on for the Man U one. So, um, yeah, he, he's very optimistic about Man U's chances this season. That flipping joker. <laughs> yeah, he, um, he, <laughs> he, he spoke Love fondly of your, of your shindig in um, Qatar, your little little night out you had together. And I think I even saw it either on yours or Tony's Instagram. You had a little night out together in um, in Qatar. No, wow, wow, wow. That was a wild night, you know. We ended up in a... Nah, maybe for another day. <laughs> <laughs> Off the camera. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, no, brilliant. But we will end it there. Um, so first of all, um, thank you, Jans, for coming on. Oh, you're a top man. Thank you. No problem at all. Um, but yeah, that has been our West Ham season preview on the Eurotrist podcast. I've been Andy. This has been Jans. And we will see you guys next time. Oh.